January 8th, 2017. That's Debatable Podcast. Social Issues Part 2. Here we are back again. That's debatable podcast. The two the two cronies have decided to join me from their respective haciendas across the country. We're we're trying to give viewership all over the U.S. So we just decide to send the hosts out. Uh, everyone, say what's up. What's up? What's up? All right. First word, David. What do you got? What do you want to? What do you want to bring to the table? Um, so I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be getting a little excited here. It's coming to the end of the season and the Raiders should be announcing what their plans are, um, coming up in the next couple of months, whether they're going to be moving to Las Vegas or not. Uh, Vegas baby would be a, uh, definitely a help to our economy down here. And, uh, I'd be pretty excited to have, a, another pro sports team now that we have the Las Vegas, uh, Golden Knights. So it'll be nice to have another team, another stadium in this town and hopefully some more, uh, foot traffic um, around the casinos. Did did you just say that the Vegas economy needs help? Did you just say? It, that? I mean, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it always needs help. I mean, I I don't know if, if we've ever mentioned this, but I'm a liquor salesman, so more people in Vegas, more liquor I sell. <laughs> no complaints here. All right then, uh, Jimmy. Um, uh, yeah, not much to say about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I could care less for the Raiders, but who cares, you know? Uh, I'm all about the Clemson-Alabama game tomorrow. That's what I'm about. All right. Well, uh, on that note, we might as well uh, go into that topic since uh, you breached it already or broached the topic. Uh, make your picks. What's going to happen in the rematch? David, okay. Jimmy. Anyway. <laughs> no, just chime in. What do I? Um, what do you have so, to raise your hand and I have to I, call on you like we're in elementary yeah. school? You're an adult. You can talk. Uh, so I'll pick. I'll I pick don't Alabama want to hear from you anymore. Seven. Never mind. So I'll take okay. Alabama by seven. I think both the teams have definitely improved. Um, Clemson's okay. become quite a bit stronger than I think the first time um, they played, but uh, or since last year. I mean, the teams changed quite a bit, but I still think Alabama and their D-line and their running game, you know, they're just a ground-and-pound team, and that's what they've been through all been all year, and uh, I don't see that changing. I think that the Washington game was actually more interesting than the Clemson game will be. I think Alabama's going to take it with either 7 to 14 points. I don't think it'll seem very close. I think Alabama's going to shut Clemson down pretty well. I just don't think it'll be a very high-scoring game. All right. <clears throat> Jimmy, I think you're, you, you feel opposite a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I, I I'm hoping I've been an Alabama fan all year. I've been, I mean, I haven't heard much from Clemson at all. Like the entire season, like where was Clemson? Man, they didn't get any TV time. Uh, I didn't see them at all on the West coast. Um, you know, East coast probably way different, but, uh, West coast was like, you know, you're just hearing about the sec teams, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm picking Clemson on a, on a whim and, Here's why. I'm saying Clemson offense 
is going to do better in this game than Alabama defense. And and Clemson offense is strictly because of energy. They're, a lot of the guys returning from last year are on the Clemson defense or Clemson offense are going to be, you know, revved up and ready to go, including uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's he, he wants it so much. I don't want to say more, but uh, he, he wants it this year, you know, and you can really see that. And, and the whole team, the whole Clemson team really wanted it to be a, a, a rematch. And, and I think one commentator said it really oh. well. It's like they were secretly hoping they wouldn't probably say it, but they were secretly hoping that Alabama made it to the playoff and, and that it would be a rematch of last year's game because you know 45 to 40 was a a pretty close game from last year and i think they're really excited clemson is to you know put it back on the table and have a rematch and alabama they've just been so solid all year and they haven't uh you know i haven't watched all the games but they haven't been completely uh tested i want to say i was gonna Uh, say that yeah. To, to the point where, you know, they're, they're not playing a team that believes that they can beat them. And I think Clemson is the only team in America that believes that they can beat Alabama. And maybe they can, maybe they can't on paper. But, uh, you know, definitely it's going to be a good game. Definitely Clemson is going to, you know, come out firing Alabama too. Uh, we'll see how it, I think it's really going to boil down to offense versus defense Clemson offense versus Alabama defense I think Alabama's defense uh, or offense is 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 very good Clemson defense very very good but it's going to boil down to Clemson offense versus the Alabama defense who's going to score more points all right well uh I I can't really add anything there I'm not making a pick on this one because um the last time I made a pick against Clemson, it resulted in, uh, what was that, free food and $10. So that was, that was a bad loss. And then you can't, uh, you can't, at this point, there's no reason to pick against Alabama. There hasn't been anything going on this year that would make you think otherwise. And mostly it's because everyone they've gone up against hasn't come close to testing them. I mean... Besides the score, I think David hit it on the head that watching the Washington game, it wasn't as bad as that score made it look, especially since, you know, seven of those 24 points were from the defense, the the pick six. So Washington held them to 17 points. The thing is, is did they really need to score more? Could they have ran the score up if they wanted to, to just rub it in uh, Washington's face? Um, I don't know. So I think, yeah, I'm going to, I'll, I'll sit on the fence this one. I'll make a, a bold statement somewhere else just because and I don't I, feel I like feel, losing I feel, another I bet. I feel about the same, the same as you, Mac. I, I, I want to pick, my heart tells me to pick Alabama because I know they're going to win, but my brain and my heart, it, it, like I'm, I'm just thinking, Hey, Clemson, man. If I were to bet on this game, I would pick Clemson just because uh, the excitement. And I feel like a lot of the the games this year have been exciting. 
and uh, the bowl games have been exciting. And I think this game is going to be the same thing. I'm hoping it's not a blowout, but you never know with Alabama. It could be, it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, One thing I did want to say too, is that if you look at the games that Clemson was tested in um, Pittsburgh and Virginia tech, I mean, those games were really, really close. And as I, I mean, Mac pretty much said it that, Alabama really hasn't been tested, but honestly, if you look at their schedule, they should have been. I mean, they played 10 top 10 teams or top 20 teams. And you look at Clemson's schedule and they played almost nobody. I mean, Virginia Tech was their strongest opponent in the division game and they almost beat them. I mean, it was like a three or four point game. So to say that that Clemson hasn't been challenged and or Clemson, you know, been close in games that really they shouldn't have been. And Alabama's just blown out the competition. I mean, that just tells you something right there. Yeah. Are you, but what are you saying? Are pretty, you saying Alabama's not being tested? Or no, I'm saying I'm saying Clemson wasn't tested. I'm saying Alabama got tested over and over and over again and blew out teams that were top twenty teams. And you look at Clemson's schedule and teams that weren't even in the top twenty. But um, Alabama so are you, blew out Ohio. Yeah, they blew out Ohio State, David. Like oh, blew yeah, out Ohio State. State. I mean, they, Ohio, Ohio State, State I, hasn't I been think, hasn't been blanked since since Urban Meyer was a head coach there. Yeah, but I'm saying that if that's you look not a at, blowout to you. No, I, and I I mean I think that the Big Ten was a little bit blown up this year. I mean, you look at their bowl game schedule. I mean, Michigan, who was probably I I think the best team in that league, um, they got you know beat by Ohio right. State just barely in some crazy plays, but. I think that they're more dominant, and they lost their bowl game to a team that was supposed to be, or that was ranked less than them. I mean, team that was I, th- hot. And that's I think the what Big I'm Ten saying. was overrated. This I'm picking Clemson. Is Clemson's hot, just like USC was hot going into the end of the year. I would be the team that was probably better than them, and that's why I'm picking Clemson to beat Alabama because they're hot going into the end of the season, whereas Alabama's been hot the whole year. All right, and. Not but you got to look at. I mean, you got to look at the way okay. they line up on paper. I mean, Ohio State was not is not anywhere near as good of a team as Alabama is, not even close. Well, people thought they were going into at the playoffs. I didn't know. I, right. I mean, after right. watching them play, enough Michigan, said. Michigan should have won that game. We we got it. We got it. <laughs> we're covered. Okay, moving on. Um, let's uh, let's. I want to I want to go to a uh, kind of segue heavier issue here the the, being the end of the college football season means you know the players are declaring for the draft and there's been a lot of instances or many notable instances this year the two obviously being the minnesota football boycott and uh the joe mixon video surfacing um with those instances i think we need to discuss how important it is for the league, the NFL, uh, having a hardline stance as to, uh, you know, <laughs> what would be allowed or tolerated by players coming in. Um, do we think that the league needs to take an aggressive stance and say, these acts are not tolerated by our players, whether they were committed before they were uh, drafted or signed to a team or after, or should they manage it case by case basis and let the teams decide whether or not these individuals deserve a contract? The reason that I'm putting it this way is because if you think about any other business, 
if you apply for a job and you write on there, I've been arrested for, you know, assault or I was arrested for drugs, you know, lots of jobs would not hire you solely based on that. So, so I'll, I'll field this one first. <clears throat> so honestly, it really should come down to the league. The teams are never going to make the decision to, you know, draft a player, not draft a player based on their past history because each team's individual goal at the end of the season is to win games. So they're going to draft the best player available at that position, no matter what, no matter what their history is. If they've got a quarterback that they know is going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, not that they would ever know that, but if they had a player like that, they're going to draft him. They don't care what he's done in the past and what happens there. I mean, it has to come down to the league, but the league is shifting all of the the blame onto the team saying, well, they shouldn't draft him if you know they think they're going to be bad. I mean, that's what the point of the league is. The league is there to be the over-encompassing body that should be telling the teams what they can, can and can't do. And if they have a player like, I don't know, Johnny Manziel, who had his problems coming in, or James Winston, who had his problems coming in. They need to come in and say, hey, you know what? This player, he's not going to be draftable. I mean, that's that's what they're going to have. They're going to have to make a hard stance. And if they're not going to do that, I mean, it's not up to the teams to make that decision. It's got to be the league. I mean, they're, it's the same thing with, I mean, it, it kind of comes down to an economic principle. And the principle is, and I'll just use the uh, the, the lights at the on the street the street lights as an example so if i have a street light in front of my house it's not my responsibility to to um change out the bulb because everyone benefits from that just like i'm not gonna put a street light at the end of my street because honestly everyone's gonna get benefit on it even though i take the full cost so it comes down to that same principle where i don't really care if i'm not selling seats to my games if i'm not winning games then that's a problem so i'm gonna have to draft the best player available and that's I, I what think that's, I think that's stupid. I think that's, yeah, it is um, stupid, but it's, no, it's, I think that's it's, stupid. It's, it's, I, I think I think that that is totally irrelevant, and and every NFL organization is going to disagree with that. Uh, but then why do they keep organizations? Organizations don't draft for best players; they draft for best teams, David. So so when they're when they're drafting, you know, you look at uh, the Ravens. And they, they booted Ray Rice, who was at the time the number one running back in the NFL, or number two or top three running backs in the NFL. Uh, he, was, he was, he was not, not playing well at that time. He was, he was playing very poorly. I remember distinctly because he was on my fantasy team and he was dropping he was the garbage. deuce. Yes. Anyway, okay. continue. But good point. He was their starter. So he was the starter of the, the franchise, right? And True. so they sat his ass on the bench. Just to say, you know, you, we're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to allow our organization. I remember when Aaron Hernandez was uh, convicted of a, a murder. They, the, the the Patriots of all of all teams, who who just took a guy who got a DUI and they took him, and he just scored a touchdown in you know last game of the season or playoffs of the season, and uh, or whenever it was uh, Malcolm Floyd, he he just you know. That's a that's a convict, you know. He's a felon, and and they got Aaron Hernandez. Anybody who had an Aaron Hernandez jersey could come to any you know Patriot store and return their jersey and get any other jersey, and they burned his jerseys. They and had they to got come rid to of the stadium. all of them. Come to the stadium and but that, small window. I mean, you're you're talking about something completely exactly. different. I mean, but. 
But, but no, we're talking I'm about talking about, I'm talking about I'm talking about the picture of the franchise and not the the franchise uh, as a as a whole. They don't care who you are and how good you are. They care about what kind of name you're bringing to the table and what kind of picture you're painting of the franchise because that's what sells tickets. Parents, exactly, but parents buy tickets for their kids of the franchise they like. They're not going to buy a ticket uh, of somebody they think is a bad uh, role model. And role models sell and other people don't. You know, felons don't sell. So what and about James Winston? Jameis Winston is, uh, you know, you look at the franchise, and I'm looking at a lot of empty seats in Tampa Bay this year. I, I mean, not compared to the year before or the year before that. When yeah. teams are relevant, you know, they sell more tickets. You're in Las the, Vegas. They're, they're, in, they're that, Florida, man. What are you? What are you going to games a lot? Look at the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you're telling me that they, if they had a chance to pick a felon who would win every game for them, they wouldn't take it. The thing is, Jimmy, you're arguing something completely different. You're arguing people that are already in the league getting taken out. I'm arguing people coming in in the draft. Okay, all right. I'm going to wrangle this in here. Let's 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 divide it up into two separate two separate things here. So you have on one hand players that are in the league misbehaving to put it mildly and then the reaction by the league slash teams then that's on one hand that's what jimmy's talking about then on the other hand it's you have young men who are if most of these guys that are being drafted aren't even 21 yet and if they do something stupid prior to 21 them having the ability to get drafted. So David is saying that the league needs to make a hard stance as to whether or not these individuals that have had issues prior to the draft process, whether or not they'd be allowed. So to me, I think it's unfortunately you can't make a hard line stance on that because a lot of times there's the NCAA does odd things with those situations and those schools do odd things that perpetuate it going forward. So my example with that is the Minnesota football team. That boycott was because none of the teammates understood why those players were being suspended at that point in time because the issue was brought to the university and to the police well before was investigated, deemed to not have enough evidence to prosecute, thrown out, and then when they brought it back, they also suspended a lot of players that weren't even investigated in the first round. But they didn't know that. So the NCAA also wasn't a part of that. But it's just schools in general, every situation going in to the league, whether or not it's handled in the same manner, I think affects what the NFL would be allowed to do as far as their reprimands. Like if the NCAA and the NFL are consistent in how they handle everything going up, then it makes sense. But to a certain point, um, the you know people are going to put fans in the seats. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt on national TV sucker punched 
that guy at Boise State got suspended, and now he's playing for the Patriots. You know. And I've always had a question about that. What what was Legarrette Blunt's career? Because I know they he played at Eastern Eastern Mississippi, didn't did he not? He was at U of O for a while. I think he went to. I think he went to. Um, he went to Eastern the, Mississippi at one point in his college career. Was that before or after that incident? I've always wondered that. That's a good question. I think we should delve into that. I will look that up. And and while you're while you're looking that up, I think that it's it's a hot topic, and you can't always uh, you can't always predict it. You know, what's going to happen? A, a lot of college kids do stupid things. You know, in their in their college careers, and not all of them are really um, presented in a, in a way where the public really knows the players coming out of college. You know, it's it's one thing being a college pro or a college athlete superstar versus a pro athlete superstar. You know, not a lot of people buy college athlete gear; they all buy pro athlete gear. You know, that's what's being sold, and that's where the merchandise is coming from. I don't know if I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but, you know, if you own a – you don't obviously know uh, from a college standpoint, you know, if – you know, how many people bought the Steph Curry jersey from Davidson when he was at Davidson? You know? No one bought it when he was there, but they bought it now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's he was a perfect he was a perfect student athlete, and he was a great guy. But how many people bought that paraphernalia while he was in school at the time? You know that rec- that jersey sales is it doesn't that's probably in in you know significant to par- compared to his jersey sales now, right? So so really, Golden State's benefiting from that jersey sales. Ben- Golden State's benefiting from his role model. The Golden State's benefiting from all the money, you know, all that stuff, and and not really colleges. So where 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 is like Mac? I think is talking about it with the uh, with the uh, you know, college teams and college players coming into the draft that have a bad name. The the colleges don't really have a say in you know more or less where where the money's coming from. If that makes sense, like what uh, you got to look at it this way as well. You've got to look at it this way as well. Is like you're comparing Davidson jersey sales. I mean, Davidson's not a a top tier school by any means. I mean, yes, they produce Steph Curry, but you got to look at people from the SEC, Alabama, LSU. I would say that they probably have more jersey sales in Alabama and LSU than they do on almost any NFL team. If you really think about it, I mean, yeah, there's might be more diverse sales, but if you look at if you go to Alabama, I would say everyone and their mother probably owns an Alabama jersey. If you I go to Louisiana, but everyone not a and their specific, mother owns an LSU jersey. Not a specific player. Yeah, I know, because, I mean, players don't get paid for jerseys, and it's more common. I mean, the thing is, that's the weird thing about college football professional, is that Oklahoma, you have a player there that's only They're all wearing either. Oklahoma Sooners jerseys and Oklahoma Sooners t-shirts. Everybody in that town wears an Oklahoma Sooners t-shirt. Or an Oklahoma yeah, but I'm, you're talking about two different something. things. What I'm but saying. it's not of a player. Yeah, because players leave every three or four years when you have a college team. When you've got a professional team, they can have a full span of, you know. Not everybody's wearing a Sam Bradford t-shirt. I know, but they're selling them because there's a higher chance of Sam Bradford staying on the Rams than there is 
for, for more than three years, more than four years, than there is any college player staying on the team more than three or four years because they get drafted or they graduate. Okay. You've got a situation, and then they can make the Hall of Fame, too, and there's a lot of Hall of Fame jerseys that are sold. All it's right. a completely different situation that you're talking about where, for me, if I'm a fan of a college team, I'm going to buy the college team jersey because my favorite player might not even be on that team next week. Okay. Wildly off topic. All of a sudden, we went to college jersey sales while I was looking up LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt went to EMCC right out of high school because he was under-recruited. And then he went to Oregon. And then he punched the guy and was suspended, but then reinstated later that season and went undrafted. So, I think that's part of the... I think that would be almost... That's a, a, that's a huge point, then, if he went undrafted right. after that. So that's that would be a point, is if you were if you were convicted or found guilty of a certain instance by the league, if they acknowledged a certain instance, like him assaulting that player, you're not eligible for the draft, but that doesn't mean you can't be signed as a free agent. So that would be like the loophole at this point. Would you have an yeah. objection to that, David? Doesn't look like it by the look um, of your face. What I, would, what I would say I would like is that if you have... I mean, and it, it depends on the crime and everything, and I think there should be a committee decision of some sort whether players can come in, but if you have someone who is convicted of a rape or something like that leading into the NFL, I don't think that they should ever be eligible to play in the league. Or, you know, heinous crime, something like that. That's just a personal opinion, but I think that there should be a committee decision that if there is some... You know, questionable activities leading up into the draft, or if a player like that, either make it so they're undraftable, or you know, make it to a committee decision to decide disciplinary action, whether it be you know they can't be drafted or that they can be drafted because there's not enough. You know, it, it eventually will come down to the league to decide what happens to that player. I, I don't even think it needs to come down to the league per se. Uh, like I said before, I think it'll come down to the fans, and the fans will just have the ultimate say in it. If the fans don't like a player, the the organization, the the football team, has to you know kind of follow the fans. Say if the fans aren't buying tickets because they don't like a certain player, then hey, that that team is going to have to make a decision to sit that player. Uh, trade the player, do something like that. Because if they're not selling tickets or they're not, you know, getting TV viewers because of this reason, uh, say like the San Francisco Giant, uh, 49ers with Colin Kaepernick and, you know, Chad Kelly, you know, I'm not saying that Chad Kelly was fired because of this, but Chad Kelly backed Colin Kaepernick in not kneeling for the Chip, you know, uh, Chip, Kelly. Chip, Chip Kelly. Sorry, not Chad Kelly. Uh, Chip Kelly, you know, backed Colin Kaepernick. And ever since then, you know, second game of the season when he said that, it was just a downhill from there. And and they had no TV viewers, very, you know, bad ticket sales for that organization, which has a great fan base. All of the things were bad this year because of those kind of things. And it was just one player that did that. Well, I mean, they, they didn't play well as a team. I mean, they only won two games this whole season. They can't really say that that's that they're not selling tickets because Colin Kaepernick was supported by Chip Kelly. You're telling me if they were a Super Bowl championship team that they wouldn't have more viewers or more ticket sales? All right. I'm cutting it off. Max over it. 
God. All right, oh, Max, yes. you can take it. Take a break. Me and Dave are gonna take it from here. All right. No. <laughs> I, hey, I was just. I'm sick of listening to that. This is the next topic where you guys, because you skipped the last episode, you're you're long winded now. This episode's going longer than usual. All right. <laughs> last thing, we know the final eight teams. I want all y'all to pick your Super Bowl matchup from the eight teams left. We have. Patriots versus Houston, Kansas City versus Pittsburgh, Atlanta versus Seattle, and Dallas versus Green Bay. Who's in the Super Bowl? Damn. Wait, what was the what was the third team? Third teams? Third your matchup? A, your your NFC. NFC Pittsburgh? is Pittsburgh? No, no, Pittsburgh that's, versus Chiefs. Pittsburgh okay. and Chiefs is the AFC. And then All right. Yeah. But what was the what was the team above Dallas and Green Bay? Atlanta and Seattle. Ooh. Okay. Atlanta has the home game. Damn, that's a tough one. You know the the best game. Well, I'll just pick the best game from that uh, the that four right there is going to be uh, Green Bay and Dallas for sure. And and so. whoever wins that goes to the Super Bowl is my pick. And then Patriots, obviously, going to the Super Bowl. So it's down to Patriots versus uh, Green Bay or uh, Dallas. So I'm gonna I'm gonna differ from Jimmy a little bit here. Oh, what um, a surprise! All right, what continue. a surprise! So I think whoever wins the Steelers Chiefs game is gonna beat the Patriots. I think that the Patriots. Are um, main reason is you got the big three at the Steelers. You got Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, the Tony- guy who showed up in a boot to his news conference today. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Um, so those those three, the Chiefs have been probably the most dominant defense. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Um, but I mean, I think the Patriots. I mean, they're a good team, but I think that either one of those teams is going to give the Patriots a run for their money, and I think it's going to be a possible upset over there. Um, over the Seahawks, I take the the Falcons over the Seahawks, and I, I agree with Jimmy that the, the Packers Cowboys game is going to be a really close one. Um, I think that the Packers, just because they have Aaron Rodgers, is going to be able to win that one. Uh, the Cowboys have looked good all season, but I think Dak Prescott's inexperience is going to really come in in this game. Um, I even see them possibly throwing Tony Romo in there uh, for a few plays just because Dak will underperform. But I think I'll bet that- you money they don't. I think the Packers are going to pull on the air. Place that bet. The Patriots and Texans. Hundred percent. Patriots Texans. I don't think Osweiler is going to do it, so I'm going to take the Patriots. Yeah, of course. Way way to step out on a limb, there, David. (laughs) (laughs) David makes a bold statement by saying Tony Romo is going to enter the game, and then he goes the complete opposite and says, "Yeah, I don't think Osweiler is going to get it done." All right, what's your picks, Mac? Uh, okay, well, um, I got Pat's Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, and I like Kansas City because um, I think the defense is on a roll, and the lack Special of teams. I don't hear you any more giggles. What are you talking about now? La- Where are you at, the, Jimmy? The lack of. <laughs> well, uh, I, was, I was just saying, special teams, man. What? The lack of Gronkowski and a. Uh, like a very definitive red zone threat for the Patriots is going to cost them. I think 
Um, well, and then, you got to also think about Jordy Jordy Nelson's out too now. Oh, for Green Bay, or maybe maybe out know. for for the next week. Who knows? He's been injured the whole season. He's gonna play. I did think, you see what happened to him this this week tonight? He's I'm fine. gonna I'm gonna see Kansas City <laughs> is gonna play. Uh, they're gonna play Seattle. I think Seattle's gonna get an upset in the, in the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. How much money you want to put on that, Mac? Dallas is going to beat Green I'll Bay. Give you, I'll give you a 10 to 1 odds. What do you want to put on that? What do you mean 10 to 1? Like, you'll pay me, you'll give me 10 if times you put, what you get? Yeah. So, if I... If, if Kansas City versus Seattle in the in the Super so Bowl. So, if I bet you $10, if, that, if that's not the matchup, you get $10, yeah. and you'll give me $100. Yeah, and you'll give me $10 if it's not. Wait, what is this? What's He's, this bet? Jimmy's going to give me 10 to 1 if it's not that matchup. What matchup? The Chiefs versus the Patriots? Uh, no, Chiefs versus Squawks in the, in the Super Bowl. Oh, God. Super- I'll, I'll Only if they make too, it. That's Matt. it. There's no way that the Squawks are going to beat either the Cowboys Mac, or the Packers. Do it. Do it. And they're not even going to beat the Falcons. What are you do doing? It, do it. It's, it's debatable. Have a chance, ten bucks. But... You already owe me ten bucks. Come on, at least it's a wash. If you don't, you know. Yeah, if it's a I wash, don't... you don't owe ninety bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pay for all that Mexican food I owe you. Dang it! No, I'm not gonna make a bet. It's, Come I'm, on, dude! I, I'm losing money, so many bets dude. here. A hundred bucks, man. Uh, all right, deal's a deal. Maybe I'll text you. I need to sleep on it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. All right. Any last words from you clowns? That's debatable. <laughs> there you go. For so sure. wait, wait, Mac. So what was your pick of the Cowboys-Packers game? I said Dallas. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't hear that. Sorry. There you go. All right. And we out. Tune in wait, next wait. time. What about, what, about, what about Vegas? We're not going to talk about the Oakland Raiders? No, we're not. And we out. Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Debate Podcast. <laughs>